0: ...going on in our series, Kingdom Living, and we're going to talk about something very important today... ...and probably for the next couple weeks or so, and so, you you know, um, it's really good. And so if you're taking notes, it's a good time to take notes. We're getting um, uh, testimonies coming in every week. Hey, I tried this. This is amazing. This works. You know, some got new jobs. Some got new places to live. And different, you know, they just started believing. And because, now, you got to understand... It's kingdom. And so these laws work just like laws on the earth system, just like the law of gravity, electricity. You know, we can't change the law. We can discover it. So these work, you know, in that same effect as far as we can't change them, we can discover them. So we're glad that you're with us. We've talked about the laws of of faith and confession. um, And faith always has a point of release. Remember that. And always has a point of receiving and so it re- it releases and receives. So when you release your faith, you receive it. And those are almost simultaneously, you know, when we believe, we pray, when we receive, according to Mark 11, 23 and 24. And we found out it's impossible to please God without faith. The Bible says that the man who shrinks back in fear, God has no pleasure in him. Now, and I, and I asked myself why, and listen to this, because, remember, we've talked about this. Uh, man is not accomplishing of God on the earth that's what faith does faith is getting God's will out in this earth realm and so when we don't do what God has put in our hearts to do or we're not being obedient then we are shrinking back has anybody just how many have heard Joyce Meyer Joyce Meyer's made this phrase pretty pretty good and I love it she says sometimes you have to do it afraid you ever hear that because there's going to be times, and you, usually most every time that you feel you're going to release your faith, the enemy is going to stand up against you to get you to stop. And so if we, if we stop in fear and shrink back, that is not what God wants you to do. Notice that all the armor in Ephesians is front armor. It's like a hospital gown. It looks good in the front, but there ain't nothing going on in the back. So, Just saying. He's got all that going for the front. You're not supposed to retreat. All right. So today we're going to talk about uh, a law in the kingdom, and it is the law of agreement. The law of agreement. So if you're married today, the law is going to be powerful in your relationship, not only because of God, but for you and your spouse. If you're single, then you and God make a majority. The law works for you as well. So it's not just you just have to be married. and That's the only way it works. No. I'm just saying it's powerful in either way. Uh, and if you're saying, I'm single and uh, I, I'd like to get some other people to agree with me, um, then let somebody else be your two. And you can do that as well. As long as you have God, you, you have a majority. But if you need some other believers that just want to encourage you and help you and will stand with you, that's good as well. That law will still work. <clears throat> but either way, it's a law and it's set. You need to hear what I'm saying. You can't change it. You can say, I don't have to be in agreement. Agreement doesn't work. You can say that, but you can't change it. It's set. You can discover it. And let me just say, let's discover what we can do and then see how it works because it's always going to work. And then just work with it and let it change us. Because when we get with God, God doesn't change because he's perfect. Amen. You can't change anything perfect. There's no, you can't go, well, I'm going to get a better. God can't get better. So when we get around God, it is us that does the changing. So anyway, we're going to discover this. So take notes. Statistics say in 72 hours, if you don't take notes, some people can lose 95% of what they're thinking they're going to remember. I don't know if that's true, but it sounds like at least you might want to jot a couple things down. I'm going to give you the magnificent seven. You know, just because I love Western, so I use some of these things, you know. but I play the music right now if I had it, but I don't. So... Here's the magnificent seven. We're going to see how many of these we can get through. We probably won't get through all seven of them today. And we'll finish it next week or maybe even the week after. But at least we'll get and see what we can get done. So here's number one. Turn to your neighbor and say, here we go. <laughs> so somebody in the back, here we go. <laughs> you know, I, you know, there's cooties in those back seats. It's much more safe if you're up front. Just saying. Some of you are looking, I'm not so sure, sure about him. Okay, here's number one. We agree with things every day. In the law, We agree with things every day. Sometimes we do it subconsciously. We don't even understand what we're doing. Uh, and we just, mm-hmm, yeah, okay. We walk in this law every day. You do it too, whether you realize it or not. Have you ever signed a lease or a contract? Warranty or a loan? Oh, on your house or your car, ever agree not to duplicate things, copyright laws. What does it mean when you put your name to it? This is what we're talking about. You know, I kind of grew up in the day when my grandfather would say you never had to put your name. You just said it. Your word meant something and you would shake their hand and that meant something. And we live in a day and age when sometimes that doesn't matter a thing anymore. But they'll go back to this. Did you sign it? What does it mean if you put your name on it? And you would hear this. You should always know what you're signing and read the fine print. How about the commercials that are out there today? If you can take zectorol, zectorol, And then at the end they've got this can cause blah 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 blah. extensive bleeding and or death. But they say that so quick and people are like, ah, What I'm saying is in anything and everything, if you're not sure or you don't understand the company that you're about to go into business with or what you're going to sign for or whatever, you should know what you're signing because when you put your name to it, you're coming into agreement with what is on that paper. You can go, nah, I signed it, but I don't agree with it. The court of law does not see it that way. They're going to look at that as saying your name is on it and you are in agreement with the con- contents of what is in that presentation or that package. Once you sign it, justice will be done, meaning the contract is binding. In other words, now it's in effect. An attorney doesn't care what you thought it said. If you were in court. It is. It is or what you thought it meant it's going to be you signed it and this is what it says the contract you signed your name that's what you did period that's what it means that and you in now I want you to understand so I'm I'm trying to build some work here because if we can understand that when we put our agreement with it it's binding that's how the kingdom works when we agree with what god says It's binding. We start putting things in effect. A lot of people would like to be somewhere they're not. But what their mouth is saying is putting them in agreement with something they don't want to see happen. Did you hear that? In other words, you know, somebody's like, oh, you know, everybody at work's got the flu. I'm going to get the flu, too. You are putting yourself, you might as well be saying, hey, flu, hey. Hey. Don't pass me by. I want you to. I break that in Jesus name over my life. People have spoken, walked out what they have said, and they painted a picture of where they are right now. I'm never going to have anything. We're never going to go. We're never going to do this. We're never going to do that. I'm just telling you, Kim and I have lived some of this out, and we're not proud of it. I'm trying to help you so you don't have to do it. But we have whined and complained to God. He's probably like, hey, my wine meter's going off. Brett's over here and he's just having a fit. We never go on vacation. God, I can't go on vacation. And Kim and I have, you know, and God said, basically, if I could put it in today's vernacular, you're not even saving a dollar, dude. Because we were just, you know, we want to do something and we but our mouth doesn't line up with our want to. And our actions don't line up with our want to. You know what our actions line up with? Our mouth. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And what out from your heart is what you'll speak. Brings us to point number two this morning. We set the speed. We set the speed. We put this law in motion by our response. To it or our lack of response to it. You need to be aware of your, or at least of the things you agree with, even when others are speaking. You're uh, now, now listen, because this is where some of us are going to be, you know, Brett, you're getting petty. Ask God to help you and see if I'm really getting petty. Now I'm not... You know, there's going to be things that probably you didn't understand. But if the Holy Spirit brings it back to you, you might want to listen. Okay, if there's things that are going on that don't matter, then he's not going to tell you about it. And don't worry about it. So it doesn't mean you can't live. It means you have to live wisely. It means you have to start saying, "Okay, all right, because there's going to be people out there that are going to say things and they don't really mean anything by them. But because they're saying them, don't you get in agreement with that? You know, what's, you know, I've had people tell me stuff like this. If gas goes up to $4 a gallon, we're going to just walk everywhere. We go, what do you think about that? What are you going to do if gas goes up to $4 a gallon? I said, pay it. Because I'm not going to walk everywhere. If, you know, if God wants me to get somewhere, then guess what? He'll provide me the gas money to put in the car, whether it's $4 a gallon or $40 a gallon. Now, I'm breaking that $40 thing. I'm not trying to get to... <laughs> I'm I'm breaking the $4 thing, too. So really hard to preach this and people go, did you hear what he said? Did you hear what he said? So I'm just trying to help you, though. But you can get in agreement with some things just by you sitting there listening. You know, ever have anybody say this. I've been guilty of it, too. I've said it before, too. So this isn't casting it out to anybody. Have you ever said, you know what? Look what just happened. It's always something. I have been guilty of that. Something's always going to go wrong. If it's going to go wrong, just watch what happens. You know what? I'm telling you, I am living proof of God working in someone's life and, and, and saying, Oh, yesterday I was here at the church. Bill, where's Bill? Bill White in here. Hey, Bill, I'm back in the closet. I'm just trying to get a trash bag. Just just trying to get a trash bag. I can't hold the trash bag box. I don't know what's the matter with me. I pick up the box, I drop it. I pick up the box, I drop it. I pick up the box, I juggle it. I drop it. I pick up the box, I drop it. He's cracking up. I'm not laughing, except I must be entertainment for heaven. I can't even pull the trash bag out. I can't tear it apart. I drop it. And and he goes, Pastor, just step away from the box. I'll do it. We set the speed. I had a great opportunity to say, and I think I said something like, can you believe this? I can't seem to get this box. And I turned around and said, nope, I break that. Of course, he helped me because he just got the box. I didn't have to worry about it again. So, yes. Things change according to what we say and what we believe. And we put this law in motion by what we say and what we believe. Remember, in the first weeks, we talked about what we confess, believe, and do not doubt. That doesn't change. So we're going to see that theme throughout this whole teaching. Romans says that we can call things that are not as though they are. Proverbs 18, 20, 18 verses 20, and 21. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat its fruit. You see, if we can understand what we're saying we can bring ourselves a satisfied life. The tongue has the power to work either life or death. Two kingdoms. Once we understand the principle of faith and the release of faith, then we love it because we get the fruit of it. People are finding kingdom living right now. They're like, this works. They're getting fruit because you can say what you want. People can say that doesn't matter. But when you have fruit, they can't deny fruit. It's our key to inherit everything God has for us when we involve the kingdom in the law of agreement. Matthew twelve thirty three through 37. This is, this is an amazing scripture here. Either make the tree good and its fruit good or make the tree bad and its fruit's bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. Tree is known by its what? Fruit. Brood of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks a good now now remember he's this is saying more than what you're reading he's talking about your belief system did you hear that out of the abundance of the heart what you believe and now we all are i think we have those where the we come in and the enemy and we like Muh-uh. we just say something that because it just because fear gets in there and we we grab something and receive something we're not supposed to but just l- listen let's let's go on How can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give an account in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Now the fruit Jesus is talking about here, he's not talking about apples. He's talking about words. He's talking about what you your belief system. Now, and I want you to notice this, because this is huge. I didn't see this before, and I want you to see this now. This, so, again, this is going to hopefully connect a little bit of up. Notice it says, bring forth good things. It doesn't say it's going to bring forth words. It says it's going to bring forth good things. Think about that for just a second. That's that's a little deeper than when we're reading that. See, sometimes we have to read our Bible, and, and I'm guilty that I just read over that. But it's saying, you know, if, if my belief system is right, if I'm reading this right, then I can speak out of my heart, my belief system, and know that good things are coming my way. Is that what it says? So to get things, the things that you need and the things that even some of the things that you want. It's going to take you to use words, faith filled words, God words. You have to pray them in. You have to believe in your heart, God, what is your will for my life? My, my wife was doing a study and maybe she'll talk about this on Wednesday It's pretty, it's pretty amazing because she, she's been studying this, you know, because when we pray according to scripture, if we believe things happen, right, that's true. What if we start praying for things to happen and they're not the perfect will of God? Sometimes we pray for things, you know, the Bible talks about the Israelites. They were, they were whiners as well. We want meat. We want meat. (laughs) I don't want to be a vegetarian. I want meat. And so God gave them quail. I want to say it was like for 30 days. And the Bible says that they ate. I mean, they just ate it. And they were like, at the beginning, they're like, yeah. But he also gave them leanness of soul. Because sometimes we pray for something and we can get our answer. But because we settled or we didn't listen We didn't get the best. Does that make sense? It's really important then that we would stay in tune with God and his Holy Spirit so that we would understand, you know, sometimes God, how do you want me to pray? That's why we pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done because our will, our flesh wants a lot of things. And sometimes we can whine and complain and God will say, okay, I'm going to give you this, but you might get leanness of soul with it. So if we are saying, God, what do you want me to have? What do you want me to do? When we do that, then we have balance. Then we're not all whacked out over here doing this or doing this and, and trying to manipulate the gospel and make things. No, then we are tied into God. And we have fruit to prove it. Good comes from good stored up inside, bad from bad inside. Remember this is a say covenant and then we have to put action with what we're saying. By your words you will be justified or condemned. Simply put, you've heard and so you are what you eat or you are if we go this way what we speak. What we speak. You can give me a few minutes with somebody and I can tell you about them just by listening to what they say. Have you ever done that? Ever going to a family reunion? You can tell where your family is spiritually. Just give about five minutes. You can hear where they're at and, you know, hear what they're struggling with. And we all have those things. We get it. Doesn't have to be a family reunion. It can be anybody. It can be co-workers. But it's going to bring us to point number three. Your belief system. It's a heart issue. So we have to get to the belief system. We can mask it. We can hide it in church. We can act spiritual. But it comes down to what do you really believe. Faithful. This is what faith does. It always confesses God's will. That's what faith does. It wants to bring his will into this realm. And so that's what it speaks. What you believe in your heart. That's what's going to come out. Your, Your bottom line. If you don't believe this and you believe this, this is where your faith is. It's not here. You can say it's here, and that's good. You can confess a good thing, but your system is located by where you actually believe. You remember the story of, of Sam and, and his ten point and my six point and all that. That's what showed up because that's where my faith was. What showed up for him was his ten point because that's where his faith was. So we have to to confession. You have to guard what you say. Sometimes I have to say, can't believe I said that. Sometimes I have to say, I can't believe I believe that. Maybe I should believe different. Maybe I should find out what God says about that and believe that. So, again, our belief system. Confessing is one thing, believing is another confessing is one thing so how do we help our belief or our unbelief so our lack of belief i want to be there brett i want to do that i am just how many have ever felt like you're just battle worn you've been through some stuff man and and you're in the gutter or you're in the foxhole and you're just like ugh. i can play handball on the curb i'm i'm low and i need to be lifted up so you know we have to talk about so how do we get our belief to get where it needs to be. So we have to change our heart. Because that's our belief system. And our, <clears throat> our belief system goes by what we've experienced. Good or bad. And what we know to be true. I, I, you know, my, It's a no brainer. I can sit in that chair. That chair will hold me. I was just sitting in it. So I, I'm not concerned about that. So my belief for that chair to hold me. Not a problem. I've experienced That. Some of you have had bad experiences and because of that, that is where your belief system is. It's hard for you to see past that because all you've known is pain in that area. So we have to then, all right, and I hope I'm helping you because what we have to do is we have to deal with our heart to get it to go past that so that we can go past where we've been. I don't know about you, but God has more for you than what you have now. He's got a better plan for you than what you're experiencing now. There's more blessing coming for you so you don't have to sit here and be like fried out of your mind on just what you're going to do for dinner or how you're going to pay the electric bill this month. He's got there's more for you than that. But the problem that we're having is we've not been taught that. So our heart, our belief system is stuck in this realm. So we want to see out there. We want to see ourselves past that. But it's hard for us to associate that except for a fairy tale. And we've got to get past that. So we've got to change our heart. There's only one way to change your heart, and it's going to take God. Turn to your neighbor and said, God's got to do it. Romans 12.2 says this, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I want to read that one more time. and I want you to hear. remember we talked about the perfect will of God. Listen to this. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How many would say that maybe you could see things a little different if you had God's input? Okay, because you only see something one way. Isn't it great to have TV the way we have it? We can be TV referees, can't we? When we watch the Browns in the Super Bowl... we're not yelling Steelers or Seahawks I already heard that Seahawks (laughs) no it's easy because we have instant replay and the ref makes a call and we're like he was in he was out and they show it to us like 7,000 times the people in the stands and the referee they have to go to a special booth well the people in the stands can't but the ref now can go to the instant replay booth there's a benefit because we can be at a different level to see the perspective than the person on the playing field, we need to understand God has another perspective than what you see. You see what is right in front of you, and to you it looks like ah. And God is like, you don't even understand. You get through this first flush of ah, and there's a lot of good, but you can't see the good. So we got to change this. So this is what it says: transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may listen, that you. That you may prove. I had to read it a couple times because we read that we are almost like, OK, the God's going to God says you're going to prove it. You may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So he's going to transform your mind if you'll let him and you will prove that. So only the word of God can transform the heart of man and then releases his will to the earth. Remember, the Bible says, where your treasure lies, your heart lies also. We get that quoted wrong. Where your heart lies, your treasure lies. Your heart always follows your treasure. So, Brett, how do we do that? We make God our treasure. That's what we do. If we make God your treasure, then your heart follows your treasure. Where your treasure lies, your heart lies also. The Bible says when we read it that God keeps track of every idle word. You know what idle word is simply means producing no effort. Think of a car just sitting there idling. It's not accomplishing anything. It's no effort. God's word is always active. Proverbs 17 20. He who has a deceitful heart finds no good. And he who has a perverse tongue falls into evil. I want to cover this for just a second because I want us to understand this. People who fall into trouble, they usually do it by surprise, like falling into a hole. A man with a perverse heart isn't always meaning that you're thinking perverse things. Listen to me now. It just means it doesn't line up with God's word. Did you know fear is perverted faith? So if we don't think God's way and his way of thinking, his way of doing things, you know, righteousness is just God's right way of doing things. That's a real good layman's term for righteousness. God's right way of doing things. So when we think God's way, if we don't think God's way, that's a perverse thought. It doesn't mean it's a perverted thought. It means it's just not lining up with the word of God. Are we on the same page? Okay. See, if we don't agree in words that's not God's word, then we get ourselves into trouble. If we don't believe what God says about it, then we, our heart becomes perverse. It's not lining up with the word of God. And if we stay that way, we won't prosper. I'm, this is going to be my probably my last point. I'm, I might get to point four, but that'll be the last one I get today. If we're out of agreement with what the word says then we can't prosper because we are not lined up with God's perfect will for you to be able to go forward and prosper. So it's important for us to let him renew our mind, making God our treasure, so then our belief system lines up, even if it's like, I I don't know, I I haven't seen this this way before. You know, there's a first time for everything. Have you ever did something once and went, wow, that worked? Or somebody talked you through something, and if you're a guy... Even though you don't like it, have you ever followed instructions, directions? I put a grill together one time and I had all these parts left over and I told Kim, we don't need them. I don't know where they go. It looks like this goes here, you know, Um, but what's amazing is when we do something that God gives us instruction to do and it works, then we go, all right. Remember, I told you that time I hit that golf swing and won the golf bag, and I mean, it was a par five, and we got it in in three because of the drive, and I won the bag for the longest drive. People came up and said, How did you do that? I don't know. I don't know because I only did it once. Uh, and, and I don't know everything I needed to do to do it. I mean, somehow I had the hip motion and everything at the same time, you know. I can't, you know, I couldn't repeat it. I mean, to go to the next hole, everybody's expecting me to hit some Muhammad Ali drive. No. I hit a little Mike Tyson flub. So we start doing things repetition. We start saying, all right, there's a first time to do that. Follow a recipe. and, And everybody's like, oh, man, I love that. How'd you do that? Follow the recipe. Such in the kingdom. Just do what he says. Whatever he says, do that. I mean, just think about this. People in the first miracle, turning the water into wine. Think about that. This is what the mom says. Just do what he says. Whatever he tells you, just do that. Go get all and fill these things with water. Bring them here. Huh? Just do that. Bring the five loaves and two fish to me. What? Just do that. Sit them in groups of 50. Stretch forth your hand. If I could stretch forth my hand, it wouldn't be crippled. Stretch forth your hand. Just do that. All I have is a little bit of oil. Use that. It's all about just saying, God, see, it's your belief system. Because your earth belief system deals in your five senses. What I can see, what I can hear, what I can smell, what I can taste, what I can touch. But the kingdom goes past that. It, want, it might not make sense to one of your senses, or all of them, or some of them. Some of them it might. Some of them it may be like that that makes no sense. I mean, we we sat there and I'm like, God, you know we need the money. Why would you want me to write this check? We need the money. Nothing. God. And all he is saying is just do it. And so we would do that and we would, you know, and so we are stretching. And again, now think about this, where your treasure lies, your heart lies also. So now's decision. Who's my treasure? Chase. God. I'm going to chase. God. And when I find God. He meets all my need. And now Chase can chase me. I'm glad I didn't say Huntington. PCB. If we guard our heart and believe what God says, we prosper in that same law. I don't think I can get... uh, Let's, let's recap just a little bit, okay? Let's talk about a belief system. There's power in agreement. If we get in agreement with God's word, we can prosper. Brett, does that mean we have to understand everything? It doesn't mean you have to understand everything. It means that you have to stand under what he says. In other words, God, I'm going to trust you. You know, I've prayed for people and and they've said that they will not be here in the morning. They will not make it. And they had tubes running out of them. But, you know, when it comes right down to it, and I listen to what I'm saying. My job is not to heal. That's not my job. I don't heal anybody. My job is to believe and obey. That's my job. The healing part. Is up to him. So I would just do what I supposed to do. I just laid hands on this person that was in a coma with their tubes running all, and all I did was speak life. God, I leave it in your hands. I speak life to this person. They will live and not die. Released my faith, went home. Two weeks later, get a phone call from the person I prayed for that's home. Could you come to the house? I'd like to thank you, and i'm like i didn't do anything. I just believed so you you need to understand this isn't about did i understand i don't I don't know what was really all the matter with him I don't know what this tube does, what medication i don't know that I don't have to know that what I have to know is God, what do you want me to do in this situation? Kim and I were just talking about that, and that sometimes yeah, life just wants to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and you can't, you can't read. Well, that brings me to something else. That I, and then I'm going to, uh, we'll do four through seven next week. Listen, Habakkuk says, write it on the wall and make it plain. And if the enemy can jerk you around enough, it's hard to read anything if you're being jerked around. But if we could settle and be at peace with God, show me what your will is. And we could get that word from God and say, I don't know. Because this is what she said. And I I appreciate this. My mind gets wrapped up on this. And maybe yours would too. Or or hers has probably at times. But it's great because we can work off each other. How? God, I don't understand how you're going to do that. I mean, I don't see any way for you. I mean, how are you going to do that? In the natural. Because again, the natural works on my five senses. But God goes past that. How does water split? How does 3 million people get across and be safe? How does that happen? How does nasty water become sweet by throwing a stick in it? How does that happen? How does a pillar of fire keep a whole army from getting the people as they walk across? How does that happen? There's no explanation. But you see, if you want the supernatural, then we're going to have to get past our natural and then where our heart and treasure line up. And our belief system now is changing because we're going to renew our mind, hear what God's saying, and then that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to believe in. Would you bow your heads this morning?